0: Their strategy is to get labor for as cheap as they can get it and get the most value out of that labor. So they want somebody who's high quality, who doesn't know he's high quality, so he can give him his high quality labor at a fraction. They want a country, they want a people who doesn't know they're high quality to think they're not high quality, so they'll give them their resources at a fraction. Their oil, their diamonds, their talent, their their grind, all that stuff. Their 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 music, their sports talent, give it to them at a fraction while they're making massive money on top and that's why when you have these sports leagues, when you have these NCAAs when you have these, anything that you can really name, and I think that is another thing that Kanye was really trying to bring light to, is they're making the, they're getting the big piece of chicken, and you're getting the scraps and celebrating the scraps
1: Celebrating Mm. the breadcrumbs
0: Tweet Talk Episode USA. Are
1: we on the edge? What it sounds like to be the best. This best. is a Black Wealth podcast.
2: Yes. Build wealth, invest, own, and close the wealth gap. It's time to break down these financial concepts with your host, Mr. Todd Millionaire himself, Charles
0: Oglesby, and Raphael Husband. What it do, y'all? We oh alive. Yep, he popped up at the while the intro was playing.
1: Hey,
0: perfect, perfect timing. We're Can y'all tweet?
1: need to
0: It's good? Mm. It good to me. Welcome to the episode, y'all. We got the brother Lamontre Randall in the building, of course. We got Raphael Husbands and myself, Todd Billy, live on YouTube. And hey, you guys are in for a special treat. Um, did we record one of these last week?
3: We did. We
0: are uh, tomorrow. Yes. We Episode are USA. Tomorrow. USA, USA World Cup going on right now. I had to get my jersey. had to get my kit. They call them kits in soccer. It's a lot of new language in soccer I had to learn. It's not called a game. It's called a match.
3: <laughs>
0: so it was really exciting. I got a chance to watch um, USA versus. Iran. You can't say Iran as Iran. Um, a lot of controversy surrounded that game, man. Apparently, they said, like, I guess they're protesting. There's something going on in Iran. I think it has to do with, like, women's rights or something. And so the mm-hmm. players didn't sing the national anthem the game, be- the match before they played USA. They threatened them with, like, to torture their families, to do all these different things if they didn't sing the national anthem on TV. This is what ha- doesn't happen in America. Some stuff happens in America. It's more covert, but it's not that blatant in your face. Like we're gonna torture your family. Like that's crazy over the national anthem. Colin Kaepernick, yeah. he got fired, but he didn't get tortured. Like it's crazy. <laughs> he got tortured. They, they, they do what they can. They don't they don't do like the extreme stuff, but they try to do something. They try they gonna try to con yeah yeah
3: Right. People forget that in other countries you can lose your life speaking up, man.
1: Yep. You can, so.
3: can lose your life. Welcome to Tweet Talk. Episode one forty five. Welcome to Tweet Talk, folks. The Black Wealth Podcast with your host, Raphael Husbands, and my co-host, Charles Oglesby III, JD, aka Todd Billionaire, where we talk about your building host. black wealth and we break down these financial tweets. Sounds
0: like we are live on IG. Yeah, I was trying to mute it, but it was moving a little bit too slow.
3: What's going on this week in Todd Capital World?
0: Uh, Just got an award. So finally got my official plaque. It's not here. Once it comes, I'm going to have to put it up so people can see it in the background. Kind of like a YouTube plaque. Man, I want one of those YouTube plaques. Those things are super cool. But uh, I got my award from Gumroad. So shout out to that. Um, Mm. And uh, outside of that, man, Black Friday was amazing. Ran it up. Black Friday through Cyber Monday, and uh you know, having a good old time, trying to finish this home that's taken forever, the forever home, and uh you know, just out there vibing.
3: But you, you gotta go back, man. You gotta tell us the, what the award was. You gotta tell the people. I know what it is, kind of, but tell the so people. So the award
0: was for a million dollars in sales on Gumroad. Um, I thought it was gonna be more cause I'd done more than an M. <laughs> so I was, I was like, is there <laughs> another one in there somewhere? <laughs> I was surprised um, too. I was like, wait, is it late? Like. <laughs> yeah. But, um, I mean, I appreciate the thought nonetheless. I actually got an email from them and they were saying like, Hey, uh, we want to do something special for our creators. Can you send us an address for you? And so at first I first had to make sure it was the right Gumroad Cause these days you never know who's impersonating somebody so I was like, let me make sure this is the right email address. So I checked to make sure it was like a legit email address, and I sent him. Uh, I sent him the the PO box because I still had to be careful. And um, yeah, it came in the mail yesterday. Went to my parents' house, or I actually went to the PO box, which is close to their house. So she picked it up, did all that cool stuff, and uh, you know, it's just cool to have something physical that that's there. Um, show it to my son, all that cool stuff, and uh, you know. Just out here vibing.
3: That's cool, man. I was man. I, was, I thought that was cool when I saw it when you posted it. And uh, that YouTube, those YouTube plaques, though, sh- you gotta have like crazy subscribers. It's funny because I know um, a friend of my, her daughter, she got one of those. She she might have got two of those. I forget what her, what her, the size of her audience
0: is, but she got a big audience. Yep. I don't know if Earn Your That's Leisure crazy. has one yet, but they might and they should because they're up there. But I think they do one yeah. at like a hundred thousand, and they do another at like a million. But you got to be grinding. It takes a video. Per- yeah. You really got to work for YouTube to get stuff like that. Like at this she's point- been on
3: there for she's been on there for years, like consistently. I don't yeah. watch her channel because she's she's she does like uh, wigs and beauty tutorials. So it's not I'm not exactly her target audience. But I, I still subscribe. And I saw the other day that she hit she hit the milestone. She got a couple of the awards. I'm like, wow, that's crazy. But she's been at it for years though.
0: You got to be at it for a while, man. People be trying to overnight everything.
3: And think she's so, still young.
0: You at the? Are you at the uh, the WeWork? Nah, man. I put a
1: WeWork in my house, man. We got the swing jumping off. You know, big screen Ignore TV. Me. Ignore the clothes. But yeah, we had did a an
0: basement? accent wall. Yeah, that's basement? my basement. I wish yeah. we had basements in California. <laughs>
3: <laughs> and on that note, I'd like to welcome to the show our brother, long time coming, Lamontre Randall. Hey. Introduce yourself to the people, Lamontre.
1: Hey y'all, I'm Lamontre Randall, one of the founders of over Business Ventures, a group of black brothers, over thirty of us that decided to come together, do community development work in Baltimore um also got a consulting firm also a cleaning business um yeah man i I pretty much connect people from the suites to the streets so
3: Mm. i like that i like that i like that i like that now what you didn't mention is you were one of the early i
0: don't know how i did that
3: how did i disappear
0: my bad (laughs) (laughs) I was trying to take the logo off.
3: What you you didn't mention is that you were one of the early members of the uh, Capital Investment Club.
1: Yes. Yes. Um, Somebody just out of nowhere um, recommended, like saw the different work I was doing in the community and Uh. said, hey, check out this, this one guy doing great work. And I was like, wait a minute. There's more people out there trying to make sure everybody else make money together. I was like, oh, yeah, I'm down. And, um, you know, at that point in time, you know, we was like, yeah, let's put a stack. You know, everybody's putting a stack together. We was going to buy properties in Detroit, you know, and it, it was real low. And we was like, yeah, let, let's jump in. Let's make it happen. And um, I'm just that type of guy, man. I'm like, let's let's put our bread together and really create some real wins. Because that's when you can really create even more real wins, when everybody put their money together.
3: We can do big stuff. Cool, cool, cool. What we talking about, folks, is the entire Capital Investment Group that was put together four or five years ago, where the, the concept was that, folks, we can do it if you just put together small amounts. Even small amounts of money could go a long way if you put it together.
1: Yeah, but it wasn't. What it was, the crazy part was, I don't even think it was properties when you first started. Was it stocks at first? Mm-hmm. I was trying yeah, to everything. Stock market. Yeah. So I was I was getting in everything. I was putting money in the stocks, in the properties. I w- I was trying to get get in where I fit in, man.
3: Then eventually it was vending machines and mobile barber shops.
1: Yeah, you, everybody who has been listening to the past tweet talks know about <laughs> the infamous mobile barber shop.
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> I think we all oh. learned business lessons in that. Uh, yeah. I I think
3: what what Lamontra, What what do you say? You learned from the the whole uh, mobile barbershop um, experience.
1: We we you gotta with something like that a move in real estate. You gotta be actually in that city in order to really manage it, right? Mm. Um, and I think we kept we thought it would be a smooth process, but when you get people involved and assets able to move. Some some people, especially if they aren't, they don't have no uh, skin in the game, then they really don't. uh, What can I say? They don't have your best interest at heart most of the time, and uh, so that's why you got to be able to have your eyes on it. So,
3: Mm. Uh, that's interesting. Yeah, Uh, that's cool. I got your your insight on that, Charles. What would you say? Like short, like short answer, like what do you learn from the whole like quick little points that you learn from the whole barbershop experience, mobile barbershop?
0: Mm, I mean, I've talked about it before, just kind of like the expectation that everything's not going to be a success. Um, I think, uh, man, requiring a much higher deposit would have been ideal. Um, So when he said skin in the game, that's what it sounded like to me is like high deposit. Like, that would have made sense. Um, Not being so anxious to get started that you potentially work with somebody who's not a good person. Um, I mean, the barbershop industry is so unique because you got a lot of thugs cutting hair and uh, thugs do thug stuff and thugs handle business like thugs. And if you're not a thug, you're going to have a hard time battling a thug. (laughs) And so, um, yeah, it was just it was an experience. And I mean, I can't really like talk about what I learned because it's not something that I was like, I would do that again. So I wasn't really looking for the gyms. I was just trying to salvage what was there. So like usually like if there's a gym, it's because I want to leverage that opportunity to something different. And I think I just learned that I don't really want to work with that kind of person and that kind of clientele. And that's even the way I am with like tenants to these days. Like I I don't, I'm, I'm, I don't want somebody who has the potential to take it to that point. Like, I don't want to work with no contractors who can potentially take it to that point. I don't want to work with tenants who can potentially take it to that point to where it becomes unprofessional and it kind of becomes hood. Like, I've done that in the past, where like just as recently as like having the painter, and I never forget. I was sitting in front of the house, and the painter shows up, and I thought he was a straight bum. I thought he was homeless, and this is the guy that I'm paying money to—a good amount of money. I was like, that's kind of weird, and then it turned into a ghetto situation. So it's like when I interact with somebody, I need to make sure that we're on the same page, that we carry ourselves and conduct ourselves, and have that kind of a thing because there's always going to be a disagreement, always going to be a disagreement. Always. Like it's, I don't think it's possible to deal with somebody and not disagree with something or not agree with and and not disagree with something. And so we need to make sure that we can disagree professionally and it doesn't turn into somebody trying to pull a gun out. Like fam, I'm not going to try to fight you over some money. Worst case scenario, we can go to court and discuss it. But that's just all I would say. That's what I realized.
3: Yeah, I asked you because, um, we have talked about it over the years, over and over and over again, but now it's like it's different. Now you're not like going through it, you're not in the middle of it now anymore, not really. So now you can kind of see it more objectively. Kind of now, Lamontre, you um, you mentioned we mentioned earlier, uh your venture, Kioba business ventures. Can you tell us a little bit more about that? How, when you started and how did you get 30 people together to build something?
1: Yeah, man. Um, so, uh, one of my big homies, uh, rainy, uh, he was trying to get, you know, pretty much get people to come together, work together. And, um, you know, he invited a couple people out. um, Believe it or not, it was a 100 of us at first, over a 100. And we all were supposed to collectively uh, throughout four years put money up. But the most important thing, it wasn't the money. It was the time. Also make time commitment to building the business out. And uh, what happened is everybody say they about something but really don't be about it and in our community we also got to talk about money management so you know some people uh may have not had bread at the time and that's not dissing nobody you know um but it was i think we need to talk about money management more but within that we started growing and as years go by just like you saying now um I'm a trained mediator here in Maryland. And so uh, when you got so many different brothers with different backgrounds, we got lawyers, doctors, restaurant owners, million dollar developers to professors to regular old Joes. You know, what I'm saying that's that's working in the city. So we diverse. Right. And so everybody is a boss in their own right. And so me as the youngest of them all, I'm sort of like the, uh, I'll say the emotional intelligence manager, uh, for everything and and really kind of serve as the glue for the team.
3: Okay. Okay. And, um, correct me if I'm wrong, but people actually once you guys formed the venture, you got, some of you guys actually learn like skills, like home building skills?
1: Correct. Like- correct. So when we go uh, and, and do our development work, we try to go within the community. We got different brothers from different backgrounds. Uh, some who uh, had pr- prison experience before. Uh, some who had who have outreach experience before. And uh, some who already had skills in different trades, right? And so... Uh, our goal is when we go into the community, uh so so the community don't go and you know, uh what they do a lot of times is they'll you'll go and fix up a property and someone will come and steal all your items in the property. So we try to really uh engage with the community, hire within the community and build community skills. Um so that's kind of been our thing. And and also uh it's called Key Business Ventures. And so our goal was never to just do a house at a time, one house at a time, right? Or just focus on just strictly development. We uh, recognized that we needed realtors. So we started our own uh, realtor firm where we uh, have more than one realtor uh, within Keoba. Uh I'm one of the MHIC certified contractors. So we got the contracting side. Uh, where we just partnered with, uh, one of the fortune, uh, 50 companies, uh, Ziva Lowe's, or home, home Depot. I can't say which one, but it's one of them. And, uh, right now we are working, uh, to, uh, build out a restaurant, which we pretty much will be selling the deal within that by tomorrow. And, um, we are working to build out a historical, uh, black uh, arts club, uh, that used to exist in Baltimore, uh, but was, uh, tore down and shut down and we bringing it back to life, working with the city government. So that's, in, that's in store with Kiowa, And I'm sorry, y'all, y'all might see my, my kitty cat. Um, mm. I, I don't know why, but she, she just, I feel like, uh, <laughs> I feel like the Godfather when he's rubbing the cat. <laughs> she does whatever she wants to do. Get down, Barney. Get down. Get down. Yeah, she has a mind of her own.
0: <laughs> so, um, what's what? What Robbie are you guys working on right now? To? I think. What are you guys working that? on right now?
1: Right now, uh, so like I said, the restaurant is getting built. Um, we, we're trying to what finalize kind of that. Yeah. So, so the restaurant, we should be owning that, uh, starting tomorrow. Um, you said what type of restaurant?
0: Yeah. What kind of restaurant?
1: So we're working on building out the menu now. Uh, but it's going to have, uh, I got change, probably. it's going to have, uh, a mixture of, uh, soulful, but also vegan options. Uh, What we're not going to do is fried foods um, because we believe in uplifting the community and we know, Mm. you know, fried foods. We kind of been, you know, involved in that a lot within our community. It's been killing us. Uh, But Mm. uh, also, we're doing six properties right now. One is actually near Campus State, uh, which we are going to do a bond hold and have it have that as a training Uh, center. And uh, we are working on uh, having our own insurance firm. And so the insurance company would be able to hire within the community and also have a location within the community as well. And uh, the other properties, we're pretty much flipping for first time home buyers, uh, those in the community that really want to stay in the community. Uh, I hope it's for them to buy it. And yeah, and, and just trying to build out, build out the company, create systems. Um, like I said, when we, when you dealing with a uh, certain Fortune one hundred type of company, uh, you need a lot of systems in place. And there's a lot of different moving parts, a lot of different contractors, a lot of different teams, and so making sure your project manager is tight, but also making sure you know how to manage your losses, like. I got I got like a five thousand loss that I got to manage right now. That's just from one project, right? And it comes with the game, you know. Um, so
3: that is a good thing. You don't have just <laughs> one thing going.
1: Yeah, no, that's why I ta- I, I'll tell you, man. Um, I'm, I'm so happy y'all, y'all have Andre Hatchet. You know, different things and different uh, brothers like that on the show, and also Charles. Right, um, having the different streams of income is so crucial. That really determines uh, the longevity of you being being able to be in business and withstand. Like, you, you can't operate off of one stream of income. When the development side is going slow, um, the consulting side picks up, right? Uh, when the consulting side is, is going slow, the cleaning business pick up. So, you know, you, you got to have continuous streams of income. And then also within the different sectors that you in, you want to diversify your clients too. Right. And mm-hmm. so you don't just want one company you're dealing with. You want several, right. You want to deal with the city government. You want to deal with the federal government, you know, so, but you also got to manage cash flow. Um, they, a lot of times when you're dealing with government agencies, they operate off of a net 30, 60, or net 90. That means you get paid 30 90? days from the job, wow. 60 days from the job, and 90 days from the job. Y'all know contractors just like I know contractors, right? They are not waiting to get that money. And when you're dealing with uh, government contracts, it's good because it'd be good good amount of money, right? But you got to have enough uh income or or enough sort of cash set to the side where you could flow those projects and so a lot of times we can't get involved in those projects like that um uh, because we don't have no cash set aside um mm. so it's interesting
3: yeah. you say that cuz you know we talk about how like life insurance is kind of like the new hustle I, I shouldn't say that not a new hustle life insurance is like one of the new shiny objects right now in like the black wealth type of like influencer community another thing is also government contracts it's not that these things are bad it's just like they're like the hot things right now so but you don't see people talk a lot about the net 30 60 90 like you just said when you said net 90 i'm like damn But it never comes months.
1: on time so it'll be net 90 but really it's, it's going you're going to have to wait 6 to 12 months mm. sometimes. Oof. And so it it is that can you stand the rain and that's real, right? <laughs> um I, I I'll tell you I I will be honest with everyone. Like I was dealing with um our school system and I had a mentoring program, right? Mm-hmm. And we were supposed to get paid net 30. I did not um know that the school system was so slow, and I really did get paid that following year. It took a whole year for me to get my money. So you got to make sure, you know, even when you're dealing with these different agencies or different companies, you have an inside person that you can trust that can give you the real, help you navigate, and really help with pushing the timing um, so you can better calculate your cash flow. Even though you, but just have it in your mind. It's never gonna come when you need it. It's it just, <laughs> it just never gonna. It's never gonna come on time. Just don't even think about it coming on time. Got you,
3: got you. Now, so Kioba is pretty much like the embodiment of this tweet for, that Charles has. Stop serving their community and start serving your own. <laughs> uh so
0: i was thinking when i got my award and i was like man i remember i used to work jobs where they used to tell me like this isn't good enough or you aren't good enough or we're not going to pay you this much and really being criticized and condemned and just talked down on and um I remember I was reading this book and it was talking about how like there was this lady who was a maid in like a white community and they would like belittle her and dismiss her. But when she went to her community, she was Mrs. Johnson. Got respect for Mrs. Johnson. She's your mom. She's your grandma. She's your auntie. She's a figure in the in the in the area. And so what I what I realized in business is and in life in general, I feel like for some reason, We as a community feel like we got to get them to like us. We got to get them to accept us. We got to get the Grammys. We got to get the Oscars. We got to get that kind of stuff in order to be deemed worthy. And in a lot of instances, they're not going to give it to you. And if they do give it to you, they're going to give it to a small percentage of you. And so the thought is. Instead of trying to force yourself to be loved by people who don't love you, just go where you're loved and just serve your community and add value to your community and get the respect you deserve, which therefore translates into confidence, which therefore translates into a lot of other things. And so you don't necessarily have to create something for all people. You don't gotta be trying to get those jobs, trying to get into those colleges, that kind of stuff. That is the reason why we feel I would say inferior in a lot of ways is because we're trying to get what somebody else's has instead of just using what we, what we produce. And that's what every other community does. No other community cares. if We like them. They they don't care. Mm-hmm. They're not like, Oh man, I wish black people liked me. Then I'd feel like I was somebody. No, they're like, we like us and we like our food and we like our traditions and we like our clothing. In fact, y'all stay out. Cause this is us over here. Yep. And that is the reason why a lot of people struggle. That's a lot of reasons why we get robbed, why we lose our resources, why Africa is being plundered, because we don't see value in what we have. And so you got to start seeing value in what you have, who you have, who you could potentially serve. Otherwise, you're just going to be frustrated and need all this therapy and stuff. Like a lot of folks need therapy because they're trying to get love from people who don't love them and won't ever love them because they don't have it like a, a person can't. A person who feels confident or feels as though they're better than you can't allow you to think that you're better than them because that flies in the face of their superiority complex. So I just don't play into it like, oh, you're not feeling me fine. Like, I'm going to stay over here and I'm going to do me because I don't need it. I know who I am. I know what I've done. I know what I've accomplished. Even so much as like living in certain neighborhoods, like people that look at you like you don't belong. It's like, fam, I, I did everything right. Like, and I'm not, I don't need to prove it to you. Like that's the reason why I'm an entrepreneur is because in part because I wanted to make a lot of money, but also just my experience working in jobs, it it didn't coincide with the level of confidence that I have in myself. I was raised to have a lot of confidence in myself. I was raised to think I was great. And then you go into the world and the world's like, you ain't great. In fact, you ain't shit. I'm like, uh that's not the way I see things. And so it's just not gonna vibe with me. So the real gym is whatever you're creating, do it for your community, whatever you're building, do it for your community, whatever is on your minds in terms of innovation, like solve the problems of your community. And as a result, everybody's better off. And this is the last thing i are gonna say before I end this, I was talking to Dan said when we were playing golf and he was talking about how um, he's he set up a system where like when he promotes something, like he he held a conference, Michelle spoke at the conference, Henry chopped up the content from that conference, all three mastermind members. And then he took the content that Henry chopped up and posted on his page. And every time he posts it, Michelle retweets it. And I was like, I realized that business is a way that everybody gets ahead. If you're an employee and somebody gets ahead, that means you can't get ahead because there's only one spot. There's only one quarterback position. There's only one head coaching position. There's only one of those But in business, it creates this dynamic where your wins are other people's wins. Your success is other people's success. And so it's kind of the cheat code. All you got to do is stop working jobs and get a business and then everybody Mm -hmm. will be good. It's not a Todd Capital, Todd Billy thing. It's just a general principle of business of when you engage in business, it benefits multiple people, not just you. And so that's what we got to continue to rush towards that lane. I agree. I
1: agree, man. And I'll say, man, uh, pretty much what you're saying is uh, go where you appreciate it, not where you tolerate it. Right. I'll say this, man. um, When I went to uh, I went to University of Maryland College Park and. uh, I was I had on my wall, get my family out the hood. And I was trying to fit in right to that that institutional space. Uh, then a situation happened. A white woman on campus accused me of armed robbery and I uh, almost got shot and killed by the police. They uh, surrounded me and everything. Um, come to find out a black detective went into the scene and dig deeper after I kept telling them I didn't do nothing, right? They got me in the cell and everything. Um, it's crazy cuz this campus got all these cameras but uh come to find out I didn't even know this woman I I guess I walked past her she felt threatened and so she called 911 and made up this whole story um her family member it worked for the feds so she ended up you know getting free the police pressed charges on her but she ended up getting free and if I I, I really so I started navigating that, and I was like, man, my my goal no is no longer get my family out the hood. My goal really now is to upload up uplift my hood and put that neighbor back in hood. And so that's what I've been all about ever since that incident happened, man. I've really been about really engaging, uplifting and being about my community and not so much of trying to uh, get away from my community. I know my community has issues, but um, if it does, it takes men and women. But specifically, I'm gonna touch on it. And I don't care what anybody says. Men, we need to step up and play our part and hold down the fort, especially when it comes to the community. And so that that's what it's all about, and that's what I'm all about.
0: Why are men so that important? Work together, Period. Why, are, why why are men so important? Cause I believe that to be true as well.
1: Yeah, yo, I think men is so important. Man, I I look at the difference. So I'm I'm looking at my elevation, and I could see a difference. Cause I had two fathers, a uh, stepfather and a biological father. Both were in my life heavy, and I see growing up from where I grew up in East Baltimore. Everyone who didn't have a father that I grew up either died or on drugs or stuck. Everyone that did have a father are good. They they're they living prosperous lives, you know. They they able to better uplift their community. And uh I think it's a shame right now within our community, we really pushing this in their independent lane when we really need to focus on interdependence, right? Where we, we really need to focus on helping, making sure that we rely on each other and, and building with each other because that's, that's where good communities come. And, and and the real thing is when you look at it, um, I, I study stats all the time. If you really, really, really care about your child and what the best results for your child, it only comes when you really, really have Parents in the home, mm-hmm. right? And specifically that man. And uh I I just see results every day. Every day. Cause, cause I, would I, say- I hated the mentoring program. It was nothing but single mothers that wanted me to pretty much be the dad. And I'm like, I'm not the dad. He's he's he knows I'm dad
0: not the, the dad. Man.
1: I'm I'm trying to do everything I can, but he still needs that dad. Yeah, you know. And it sucks, but it is. I don't believe in
0: father figures, man. I don't believe in father figures. I believe in fathers and maybe a stepfather. But I don't think nobody can be a father figure. Yo, it's the
2: Options Trading Workshop, presented by Tide Capital. Learn the fundamentals and advanced trading strategies that allow us the chance to earn $20,000 in side money in one year while working the job and running multiple businesses. That's right. Learn the what, the where, and the how of options trading in this exclusive webinar. To find out more details, hit us up on the link in the bio, on Instagram at Partner With Millie, or on Instagram at Todd.Capital, or just head over to gumroad.com forward slash Todd Capital. Todd Consultant presents the Vending Machine Business Webinar. You can only have one job, but you can have as many vending machines as you want. This is your chance to see how we do business and how you can start your very own vending machine business. Avoid the mistakes we made and start winning. You'll be shown how we find, negotiate, buy, and manage our vending machine business, generating thousands per month and how it has unlimited scale to find out more details hit us up on the link in the bio on instagram at partner with millie or on instagram at todd.capital or just head over to gumroad.com forward slash todd capital
0: but i think what's interesting and i can make this point because i finally have somebody saying what i would say is we're talking about the importance of men and then talk about the importance of dads but we're not saying it should just be dad. we're saying it takes both it takes the mother and the father. We're already assuming the mother's going to be there, but we're saying that you can't do it, and it's not advised that you do it without the man. So we're not saying m- women are doing it wrong; they're not necessary, which often becomes a narrative when it's discussed about men. We're saying, nah, fam, we we matter; we we are necessary, and so are you. There's a lot that you do that is necessary and important, and we definitely acknowledge mm-hmm. that. But don't dismiss that we don't matter. That's the thing is we're just trying to say like you're saying that they're not necessary. And you can do it on your own, and we're saying that's not true. And I and think I'll, that, I'll that, could be on a that that could be accepted.
1: Yeah, and I'll piggyback on that, man. A lot of people like, all right, why is Kyoba just cons- consistent men? I'm like, we we constantly see the men in our community committing crimes, right? Um, you know, are uh, 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 not where we supposed to be within our community, right? Compared to other communities. We got to work together. We got to build that collective bond. I'll say here in Baltimore, the sisters are doing it. The, the, the right. sisters are finding ways to work together or, or they got, they already got resources, right? Like section eight, I'm 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 dealing with it now. Like Section Eight is is more willing to help support a lot of the moms, you know, with children than a lot of the the fathers sometimes, right? Or even with the food stamps and different things like that. Like it it takes a lot for a lot of men to navigate um, this system, and and we gotta work together so we can build resources in our community because it's not the government job to do it. That's how I
0: firmly believe. I don't think it's the government job. It's our job community. I think it's definitely not the government's job. The government is not your homie. They pretend to be your <laughs> homie. They're not your homie. But I think what I like about Kioba and why I think it's important that you guys do kind of move the way you move is, like you said, like there's already women's organizations. There's already all these other things women are doing. And if it were to not be what it is, you run the risk of it being overtaken again and then there's not a male-led situation so then it becomes another female organization and so you need that balance cuz they it's like now you need both we need both we need we, we need femi- female organizations and we need male organizations and if we let it become not what it currently is it runs the risk of being another female organization then we come one we come out of balance so we're just trying to restore the balance in the community we're not saying the feminine and all that stuff's not necessary we're trying to say that there's balance you can't go anywhere if you only got one leg. You just limp long. We just out here limping, and folks think we walking and running. Like, nah, we just struggling and surviving, fam. This is not it. This obviously and, is not it.
1: <laughs> and, and it's a serious matter, right? It's so much of a serious matter. I, we don't want no distractions. Brothers can get easily distracted. I, I've been in meetings so many different times with different organizations where a brother will, will, will say something that he don't agree with. Just because he's trying to cuddle up with the girl,
0: right? Dudes do it on the line, <laughs> all on dudes do that stuff on Twitter all the time. <laughs> they be capping and just what do they call that word? Pandering, but there's another yeah, word, yeah, right? pandering. Pandering.
1: Pandering. yeah, man. And it's like, yo, sisters want the real, give them the real, you know. And as men, we gotta stand, stand on our 10 toes. And if you feel if you have a certain belief system and it, it, it's in the right mindset, and it's about uplifting the community. Um, you, you just can't be scared to say your viewpoint. You, uh, as as men, we got to resp- I, I have so, I got so many friends who I love. We share the same values, but we sometimes we don't agree on the same thing. And that's cool, because everybody got different backgrounds, right? Everybody, everybody didn't go through the same situation I've been through. Some people went went through worse, right? Some people had it better. So, you know, when you come to the table, we all got to respect each other's point of views.
0: I would, I would ask you kind of going off topic, but I don't want to forget it. Is when you went through that experience of being accused and being arrested, did anything change in your life? I mean, you said something changed, but like in sense of like urgency and things like that
1: yeah so it's funny um I, I actually went through um a, a darkness sort of period where um I, I just had to get my mind right right and um it, it, it took the community the black community really that uplift me and get me right and um I actually took a break from school and my university uh Called me and they said, Hey, Lamontre, we want to hire you for this consultant project. I was like, uh, What is a consultant? I ain't know what a consultant <laughs> was <laughs> and, I mean, You were a student? Yeah, so, yeah. You yeah, were a yeah, student, so, and they called you? Okay. Yeah. And so I was like, uh, What was a consultant? So they was like, Yeah, we got this project. We want to bring together Baltimore High School students and University of Maryland College Park journalist students and create an art exhibit called Be More Than a Story. And so this was after the uprising, and I was in a community just at, just being a heavy activist. Um, and uh, they told me what they was gonna pay. It was like $75 an hour. And I was like, yeah, I'm a consultant. <laughs> <laughs> and so that's really how one of my first, that's how my consulting business started. Um, because I was I recognized I was giving out all this advice to institutions for free. Right, on how to uh, on, on on how to bring better resources to the community. And so that art exhibit put me on the map and actually won so many different glo- global awards. And I believe the website is still up called Be More Than a Story. Um uh, and that was with uh a good professor, uh Audra Buck Coleman and uh Nalaya k I I believe is her last name. Um she she's she's a great person as well. Um and, and just, I, I I learned right then and there, like, okay, I'm really that person to help bring the people from the suites to the streets.
3: I like that, I like that. Now you mentioned earlier about, you know, you said over your celebrating not tolerated, but also what that made me think of is, sometimes it's not just about People tolerating you or whatever, or celebrating you, is also like go where you have a bigger impact too.
1: Like, I, yeah, I, I, I keep thinking about this Drake verse, man. Because, um, oh no, it, actually, Kanye. I think Kanye said, uh "Don't leave when you hot." That's how me screwed up. And so, whenever I think about leaving my community, I'm like, why would I do that? I'm, I'm, I'm doing good work. I'm hot right now. I'm, I'm able to, to help. Put money in other people pockets and, and you know so you know w- whenever i kind of think of betraying my community i gotta always remember like nah man this is what we do it for it, it's no turning back
3: want to know what we doing who we do it for
1: if not us then who
3: Hmm. right right man but well, we got the biggest impact because at their institutions they fire you, they let you go, whatever. They can. It's easier to replace you because you're just a cog in the wheel. But they can't replace Montre. They can't replace you in your own
0: neighborhood. They can't. They can't. And they and they and they. It's it's funny because if like you lived in their community and they fired you, you'd still be in their community. But if they fire you and you don't even live there, it's like. And we're really making no blip in the radar around here. So, and and I would I would just say like I don't say these things in a way that like I dislike somebody, but I'm not gonna allow somebody to pull the okie doke on me. I'm not gonna allow somebody to tell me one thing and be doing something different in the meeting, or tell me one thing and then be saying something different in the meeting. It's like. I'd rather know how you really feel so I can move accordingly instead of believing that one day I'm going to get this promotion. One day I'm going to get this raise one day I'm going to be accepted and it never happens. I'm going to enough time for that fam. I'm,
1: I'm so happy you mentioned that. So Kyoba, like I said, it started with over a hundred brothers, right? We recognize that some brothers weren't honorable. We, be, we believe in brotherhood and then come to the money the most important thing about what we do is the brotherhood. We say it five times, brotherhood, 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 brotherhood. And so it, at cool, the end man. of the day, if you all about yourself and um not being upfront with the brotherhood, it got consequences. You're, you're, you're not having uh, the, the same set of morals and values that we all agreed upon. And so, you know, as men, we had them conversations up front with brothers. And uh we 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 let it be known. We and I love over too because we got so many brothers, right? To the point where if somebody does talk bad about us, it always comes back. <laughs> it, it always comes back. It's always like, okay, oh, all right. That that's, that's so so that person was lying to us and just just showing just showing face. Okay. I want to try something really quick.
0: What is Charles doing? See what the he podcast sounds you. like with back, background <laughs> music. You know, I used to do my podcast of background music on it. I loved it. it was fire. I,
1: <laughs> I never heard your podcast with background music on I don't think so. It was like the early. Uh, I can't remember.
0: <laughs> oh. We adding some some swag to it, man. Okay,
1: <laughs> all right. I might as well rap. Here I go. Right. Uh, sounds like some. <laughs> yo, yo. Money on my mind. I'm on the grind and keep my family straight. Days till die. We and I can't relate.
0: Ah. Uh. Ty Billy on the track. is tweet talk. We in the streets talk. With the USA <laughs> jersey, I just played golf like eighteen holes. They call me Tiger Billy, but it's not really Tiger Billy. It's really Liger Billy, like <laughs> Napoleon Dynamite. <laughs> <laughs> this
3: guy, <the> Napoleon <laughs> Dynamite.
0: Oh man!
3: Are we gonna get to these tweets?
1: The, that we gonna call that the Sigma Freestyle, y'all? <laughs>
3: Charles, you say capitalism is slavery in a soup.
0: Mm. Um, man, sometimes I feel bad saying that because I, I, you know what's interesting? I used to be really pro, like pro capitalism, and I think I still am. I love capitalism. I love the idea of business. Um, but I was thinking about like I noticed that a lot of these like big companies are buying up like influencer marketing, and so now people call it a brand deal. They're like, I got a brand deal, but really it's like this corporation is paying you. And so what I am starting to realize is like a lot of these corporations really step on the little guy and they kind of can prevent you from getting to the point to where you should be. But I saw somebody tweet something and it said something about capitalism. And so I was like, I think capitalism in a lot of instances is really just like flavoring a suit. And a lot of these like these jobs these uh like these firms, they really just want to pimp you. And I'm I'm seeing this because a lot of people older, like close to me are starting to get sick and like, man, you didn't really get any freedom out of all this. You had to work and to the point where like you you didn't really get a chance to enjoy life. The whole time the boss out here living how he wanna live, riding how he wanna live, doing other, all these other things. And so, I mean, on one hand, I'm it, it's kind of contradictory because, like, my brand is business. And I think that by default, we think that business means capitalism. But I've always told us that we don't have to do capitalism the way that they do capitalism. We don't have to don't. take advantage of people. We don't have to lowball them and pay them bad. And a lot of times when you're, when you're doing business with somebody and it's a bad deal is because they don't understand that we don't have to do it like that. You don't have to rob somebody to get ahead. You don't have to lowball somebody to get ahead. You don't have to do bad business to get ahead. In fact, if you did better business and if we learn how to do what I call like socialist capitalism, which I think is what other communities engage in, if we did socialist capitalism, I think that we'd be better off because now we're cooperatively working together to build wealth as opposed to just robbing the next guy taken from the next guy. And so one example of that is I was talking to Dan today and he was talking about land, land, land. He's like, you got to get in land. I was like, honestly, I don't want to be in your lane, man. Keep your lane. We don't got to flood the, the lane as if that's the only way to make money is that. But a lot of times what happens is we see a way to make money, everybody floods it, and now it's not a way to make money anymore. Because now we're just pushing the prices down. Everybody's competing on price. Now there's no profit. There's no profit. You have no business. And so... We have to approach economics intelligently.
1: Amen. Bar drop. And I think you mentioned the great thing, you know, being a social entrepreneur, because I think what's missing a lot of times and we see it in our community, people don't know their life mission statement. Like, that's why you get swayed to go. Do life insurance, but you're not really into it, or you sway to buy land, but that, that ain't really what you into. Like, it's always gonna be something trendy. Go with what God' plan or purpose is for you, because it's, it's way bigger than you. My if if I went my way, I would have just had the cleaning business. God so is like no. I got way bigger vision than that for you. And um, you know, and I, I give I give shout out when I need to. Uh, you know, the, the first person that to kind of help me think or really help me uh tap on the real estate side of my real estate goal was Jay Morrison. People don't know Jay Morrison came here during the uprising and um we worked towards Bringing uh, other brothers to the table, him and his team, and uh, we was working on building the Baltimore Black Wall Street. Right, it was a it was actual meeting where a bunch of black leaders were at the table. Right, now this never happened, but this is when I saw like, oh, okay, we can come together as a community, and um, you know, and that's when I recognized like, oh, okay, real estate can have community impact. I just got to get these brothers to work together. And that's what Kyoba was because uh, they, they we at Baltimore, we, we so safeguarded. We ain't going to trust no outside person with their vision. We, cause we know what's needed in our community. People that got to have skin in the game is what I call it in order for it to really, you know, happen. Like that, that's kind of, kind of what I see.
0: Um, while we're on the subject, everybody knows I'm a, I'm i I'm pro Jay Morrison, but I'm curious. Um, why do you think he gets a bad rap? And what would you say? And, and do you think it's warranted? Why do you think it's a bad rap? And do you think it's warranted?
1: I'll tell and you, you don't have to man. be politically
0: correct. It's tweet talk, man. You don't have to be politically correct. All right.
1: Yes. Yeah, this tweet talk. <laughs> man, look, so in, in Baltimore, as I was talking about, so Jay had this thing called YMC, um, young minds can, right um and he was working on you know trying to get youth to think more about entrepreneurship one of the things he wanted to do was pretty much uh teach real estate in the community he was working on um pretty much having a real estate class and it was going to be in the church I fussed Jay out, I said, Jay, people aren't responding to you because of church stuff. You got to take it to the streets. That's why everybody felt as though you you had an answer. And so I would say, I was saying, Jay, you need to take it to the corner and corner class was born. And so, and that has been one of And I give Jay his credit whenever, man, to you to do a worldwide tour um, you know teaching real estate on the corner That I was that was dope that was dope. I give credit and I'll I'll say this even if The legacy center or or the Tulsa real estate fund don't work out It did show us That um, we can With just as little as five hundred dollars or just as little as a hundred dollars put our money together and buy assets as a community. And when I saw that, when we all as a community saw that happen, now I'm seeing it it pop up everywhere. Right? And so just off the strength of that, I appreciate him for that. And, um, I'll never talk bad about another black man, um, on camera to be honest, which I think we do that enough. Uh, I, I tell anybody, man, I had a personal relationship with the brother. Um, you know, just like any other brother, we may have our differences, but um, you know, at the end of the day, you taught me something, and I taught you something. It is what it is. Sweets to the streets.
3: Man, I was at one of his corner classes too. That was cool.
1: Yeah, it started in Baltimore. I was, I, I, I helped start. And I'll say this: my cousin was on the corner, which is why I was mad on that exact corner where the church was that he was thinking about doing outreach at. And so he was selling drugs and he got shot. And so I was like, nah, the street brothers need another way, another route. You relatable. Take it them. Everybody else will follow. And that's what happens, man. In our community, it's so weird, man. We don't really follow the business owners. We follow the street dudes, right? I hate to say it, you know, but it is what it is. And so... You know, uh, if, if we could get the right resources to those dudes and they figure out different ways of hustle, hustling, navigating. Cause all they are is entrepreneurs and, uh, we, 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 we put the right product in their hand. They could sell it every day. And so we got brothers like that, that sent key over that changed their life around. And now they, they into real estate or now they into, uh, 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 uh insurance, right? Or, or now they into uh, starting their own car dealership. We got brothers that got their own car dealerships, man. All right.
0: <laughs> I think that's dope. I think that's really cool. Um, I like what you said about never talking bad about another brother. I think that is really cool, especially on camera, especially in the era of people getting online talking crazy about Kanye and Kyrie. Um, we need to have like a code, man. We gotta have a code, yo. And, and, and,
1: and, and for those who don't follow the code, just like Kioba did, we kick them out. Period. We we, yeah. we don't we don't entertain them like it's it certain dudes. If you if we found out you touch little boys or little girls, you kicked out, period. That's how we handle things as men, and, and matter of fact, not only can you not be a part of Kiyoba? now you can't even walk on the same block that we walking on. You need to, when you see us walking, go on the other side of the street, you know, and and that's what real men do. Real men hold down the community and protect the community. And that doesn't mean we got to fight, kill, none of that. No, it's just like, yo, you, 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 you're against our morals
0: and values. Please stay away. Right. I think that's that's the proper way to do it. It doesn't have to get violent. It doesn't have to get to that point. But there should be, I would even go so far. And I I don't know if this is a thing. I don't even want to go there. But I was going to talk about like maybe like because I mean, I know that there's like this thing where if you're like a father who's like kind of like a deadbeat dad. And people still like allow that person to come around and interact to be at the barbecues and stuff. It's like, fam, take care of your kids, fam.
3: <laughs>
0: where the tweet said Raphael?
3: Tweet. So Charles, you had a tweet. You said, I study rich people's moves like homework.
0: That was uh that was uh, a Nipsey hustle line that I I heard while I was probably playing Madden. And uh <laughs> And um, it just makes sense. But what really why it's really relevant is it's so weird how many people are criticizing and trying to talk crazy to Elon Musk, the richest person in the world. You got people on an app that he owns saying he's making mistakes. He's firing people that doesn't make any sense. He's bringing, he's bringing back people who are controversial it's like, bro, just watch and learn. You're doing too much talking and not enough learning. And so mm-hmm. when like people who were at that level are doing things, I'm not here to provide criticism because I'm not at that level. I saw somebody tweet something about like how at one point in time, the crypto guys were making fun of Warren Buffett for not getting involved. And look at him now. When Warren Buffett talks, I listen. When successful wealthy people talk, I listen. And I would say that that's a part of studying rich people's moves. Some of my favorite books are those autobiographies or biographies of very wealthy businessmen. I like to look back at their story, see how they started, see how they maneuvered through things. You learn a lot from those. I'm going to read that before I just go take somebody's opinion. I'm going to go and get the the advice you really got to look at the results of the people who you're allowing speak into your life or you're allowing to let comment on opinions that you might have like what are the results and so i see this a lot i get into debates on the internet a lot of times with people who are not married people who won't ever get married people who were not married at any point in time and they're over here telling me what should be and how things should be done and i'm like who is you i don't care about your opinion i care about what you've accomplished because It's so easy to say things. And what I found is I don't really want to do too much talking anymore. I want to do acting. So one of the, I think it's the very first uh, law of power is to win through action, never through argument. I don't ever want to talk. I just want to do and show. I'll let y'all do the talking. I'll let y'all do the debate and I'll let you tell me what won't work. I'm going to just do the work and see how it pans out as as opposed to just sitting on the sidelines saying that won't work. That's too hard. That's impossible, blah, blah, blah. And so it's just interesting that you have, I just, it blows my mind to see all the criticism of Elon Musk, because it's like, you guys don't even know what you're talking about. You don't own a multi-billion dollar company. You never acquired a multi-billion dollar company. You never built a multi-billion dollar company. He's built several, built and sold. PayPal was a billion dollar company. His fraction of it was $400 million. Like, come on now, if you're splitting $400 million, that's a pretty damn valuable company. Most people are never at that table. You're at the table with partners of a billion-dollar company. Do you know what kind of information that you're receiving? Do you know what kind of advisors, what kind of lawyers, what kind of accountants, what kind of consultants he has on his squad? Elon Musk isn't just haphazardly doing things. So instead of criticizing him, maybe you should take some coaching. Maybe you should just be quiet and watch and see how it pans out. It happens all the time. They do it to Kanye. Kanye's wrong. He's this. Kanye's a billionaire. I don't know if he's a billionaire anymore, but he was one. He's been at tables. He's had advisors and you got people on the Internet with nothing but a cell phone to their name on here criticizing these people. That doesn't make any sense to me.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm so happy you said that, man. And I, I think a lot of times within our community, we, we really get in our own way. Um, And I'll, I'll admit my at one point I wasn't able to grow because I always thought. To be a business owner, you got to do everything on your own, by yourself, boots on the ground. That's how you get respect. Man, I hired a project manager, and it's been the awesome thing ever. And I recognize, like, oh, my gosh, this is what it is. Because even though the profit percentage is lower, now you're able to do other things. Now I'm able to take Riley to school, pick her up from school, spend time with family. And, you know, or, or, or now I'm able to have that creative mindset where uh, I'm not so tired all the time. Right. Because one thing as as a boss, you you better you better master your mind. You better master your mind. You better gain knowledge and you better make those connections. And you can't always do that if you're constantly in the field. And so I'm telling anyone, man, if if, if you're at that point, build a team. Build a team.
0: Um, so you brought on people. Are you making less money in total, or just less money per customer?
1: Because ideally, it, it, ideally, It's, that. It, it's less it's less money and customer at first it was less money in total, but right. then you're able to expand more, and now it's it's like to affinity and beyond. Right. At, at first, it was like you 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 was your cap is right here. Now it, it, it's to the world. It's, it's to the moon. It's to the moon. And, and, having- and what I learned too is, um, I had to, uh, and, and this, this d- different from each business, right? Some businesses work out, some businesses don't, but uh, I was struggling with paying contractors cause I was treating them as employees but we started hiring people who are business owners and collaborating with other businesses. And even though uh, the the profit may change, the credibility and the work and the performance was just top notch. And if you're ever working with any big company, you just don't have time to be dealing with people who are going to be, you know, getting high on the job or, you know, or, 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 or just leaving alcohol bottles everywhere. It's, it's all about, uh, you know, uh, that professionalism component. And so you just got to collab with other business owners a lot of times to get to where you need to be. And yeah, you can grow faster, you can grow more and everybody eats. You're not, at first you're just impacting one person. Now you're impacting a company that has 10 other people under them then you hire another key company that, that has 10 people under them. And so now, you instead of impacting one person, you're impacting 20 people, mm-hmm. right? It, it, it just magnifies your impact.
0: I, as you said that, I sent a text to my mom because she's trying to find people to help run the business, the, the actual, like, because she has a CPA firm and she brings in business and then she does the work. And I was like, fam, you got to stop doing the work. Like, stop doing the work. And she's brought in employees, brought in VAs, and none of them panned out. And so I just sent her a text. I was like, why not just find a company that will do it? And they'll take their percentage and they'll have their people do it. And then you can work it like that. And maybe you can work out a bulk deal where if you're sending them 50 clients, they're going to do it for a better rate as opposed to hiring, training, managing. Because, I mean, even as an entrepreneur, that's tough. It's tough to manage employees. So if you can find another company that you can hire to do the task, now you're accomplishing your goal, you're getting your time back. But most importantly, what I what 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 I wanted to get out of that statement was you took less money in the in the short term, but you're gonna make more money in the future. And that's the what that's being a business owner isn't you doing any of the work. That's not a business. So stop calling yourself a business owner. <laughs> you just are self-employed. You're self-employed. You still are an employee, you still got a job, and you still gotta show up and put that time in. You can't go off randomly. You can't go to see your son do these different things, (laughs) pick up your daughter from school, that kind of stuff. So we need to start a system and it's okay. It's okay to make money doing nothing. It's okay to have your marketing going automatically. It's okay to have your fulfillment going off automatically. That should be the entire goal And the, in the, the, your goal should be to remove yourself, get yourself out of the business. How are you going to do that? There's a lot of different ways you can do it. I recommend you work towards that because that's where the true freedom is. That's the best kind of passive income.
1: And, and I'll tell you, man, it makes vacation so much better. Like, uh, I, I took a vacation to Disney World. Um, I took the vacation to Mexico. Both of them were like for a week each, right? Um, before this year, when I did that, the business took losses every time. But now because I got stuff in place, right? Um, you know, we got different uh, people working different, and everybody know their roles. People only call me when it's really when it's really bad, right? And a lot of times it's good. This is why you gotta diversify your income. A lot of times, it's just a money thing. It's like, oh, okay, to fix that issue, it's gonna be a thousand dollars. All right, I'll take a thousand dollars. That's nothing, right? Not saying to anybody trying to downplay it, but y'all, you know, sometimes compared. That $1,000 compared to you getting lawyers, they going through the system and, you know, now you got to pay the lawyer fees and everything like that. You get taxed and uh, a $1,000 problem turns to a $10,000 problem. That's what I'm talking about, y'all. Uh, I'm not trying to downplay uh, no money here or loss, but yeah.
0: Where tweets at, Raphael? Charles, you,
3: you said you had a tweet Earlier, you said they can steal my days, but they can't steal my brain.
0: Man, we was golfing today and I was talking to Dan and Dan told me that Hive Mind has been doing so well that now they have people that are imitating Hive Mind and creating their own Hive Mind. And I was telling him, I was like, you know, it's interesting. It was probably fr- somebody from the inside. Probably somebody came in. They were a customer. Yep. They saw what you were doing and they were like, we're going to do our own thing. And he was like, in fact, that actually did happen to him. And so we were just talking about different ways to kind of like protect what you build and i was just telling them i was like i people have taken different things from me but they didn't take my brain and my brain and i I, and and where that thought kind of came from i was like you know what i was like we're over here looking at like software companies we're looking at billion dollar opportunities that's where we're trying to go so i was like they might have stole the hundred thousand dollars but they didn't steal the billion Cause the billion is here and they don't mm. got this all they got is what i tweet about or what i post or what i put online they don't actually have the thought and the layers of education the layers of information and the years of all these different things the different things i've been exposed to and so that's and the why social capital
1: that you got bro
0: and, and that too and so it's like, i can't even really <laughs> get too mad i just got to focus on the level up it's like all right i built something and it it certain parts of it failed because of this this and this but that next thing. Yeah. So it's been it's been that. awesome,
1: Charles, seeing you sort of reach this pinnacle, right? Especially as being, you know, one of the day ones, bro. And I just remember the thought process of doing the options course. Man, bro, I already, I already knew you had the million dollar idea. I Hold was on. like, yo, I wanted to, I was about to pay somebody to uh, actually uh, teach me that. <laughs> I was like, yo, I, you couldn't get it out quicker enough for me, yo. <laughs> I just
0: realized this right now. And I don't, have you been on this show before? I've never no. been on this
1: show before. I, I just haven't.
0: realized something. So <clears throat> I put out the options course, right? As a pre-sale and it was just a pre-sale. The course wasn't created. And I get a text from Lamontre. He's like, "Bro, you going to drop this course or what?" Oh,
3: uh, it was him.
0: Yeah, it was him. And I was like, <laughs> "All right, let me get in this thing and and so I I I had already had the slides drafted out. I just didn't have the courage to get in there and record it. So like that text pushed me. And I was like, "All right, let me get in there." So I went in there, recorded the course, dropped the course. I was like, "All right, it's done." Like here. <laughs> so he actually was probably the first person, if not one of the first people to even buy the course. And so it's kind of cool that he's on the show because, yeah, like, thank you for that. <laughs>
1: Yo, <laughs> bro. That <laughs> and, and that's how you know, as a brother, I love you, man. Um, I want to <laughs> see other people. Win. See, when you're successful, you want to see other people be successful, bro. Right. It, it's, no, it's no hate. It's no envy. It's no, oh, yeah, I need to create that because that person created. It's like, nah. I know I can't do everything. Do what you do that you're good at, mm-hmm. and I'll support, Period. Like I support a lot of artists here in Baltimore. Like a lot of artists don't get love. And so I'll occasionally book an artist and then over top of it, layer it with like a a thousand dollar grant or something so they can go buy equipment and you'd be surprised. I got one guy who, uh, wanted to do, uh, videos. Right. And, um, I said, okay. Uh, Help me out, boom, and he helped me. And I said, "Here, here, here goes the money, so you can buy the uh the equipment, your camera, upgrade your camera." He already tripled that money in one month, and that's why it's important for us to invest back in our community, because we always get back a tenfold. And now I'm able to just hit him up, "Hey, bro, um, I, I, i I'm, we about to release this restaurant? We need pictures and videos." He like, "I got you." I'm like, how much is going to be? Yo, you family, nothing. It comes back to your temples every time. You got to invest into your community, man. People mm-hmm. got dreams out here. We we never know which one's going to pop. We got to support each other.
0: Yeah. and I, it, What's interesting is you mentioned social capital and giving is a way to kind of like build that social capital, that equity. Because when you, as you were saying that, there's a guy who... um. I helped him out in a few different ways. I helped him. I kind of pushed him to start his business, but I also like he used the crisis money course to pay off his of student loans. He don't make me pay for nothing no more. <laughs> He'd be hooking me up, man. He'd be like, man, I got you. Don't even worry about it. I needed some help with like some accounting work. Cause he's an accountant. He knocked it out like super time constraints. I got you, man. Don't worry about it. So like you, you definitely like, you got to give, you got to do, you got to help other people. And he's right successful people want people to be successful we show up every monday wednesday friday helping people become successful because that's the goal and that's why they don't want too many successful people because they know we are just gonna be out here helping folks like you, there's an abundance of people that you can help so shout, out, to, that shout out.
3: out shout out to john man because i know that's who you t- i knew that was who you're talking about
0: man I love him. <laughs> oh I yeah mean,
1: i want to uh shout out one organization um and I believe they do interest-free loan or very low interest loan. And that organization is called Kiva. K I V A. Um, it looks like they 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 do stuff nationwide and internationally too. Um, yeah, good people's over there too.
3: Oh yeah, Kiva does like the micro loans, right?
1: Yes, correct, correct.
3: Yeah, shout out to Luxury Three. Love my wallet. What's up, John? You gotta get him on the show yeah we do. Still, I don't know if he's still doing the luxury three though, but I love my wallet, man. think it's nice it is nice now, Charles, you said I had a run that people would pay would pray for.
0: that was a currency line um, that doesn't apply to you so I mean, just the obvious just the obvious, but I think it goes back to like the imaginary billionaire thing. And uh, how the dude was like kind of trying to come at me crazy because he had a little bit of status. He got a little oh. government job and he, be, he he thinks nobody else has any status. <laughs> so uh, that's what's interesting. When you talk to some people online, like people who have accomplished something, think that nobody else has accomplished anything because you exist in an environment that allows a few people in. And so you start to think that. And I used to think this way. I used to really think that way because. I used to work in an office where I was the only dude or only black dude. I, used to, I went to college, only black dude. I mean, not college, but law school, only, only like one of very few black dudes. And so you start to kind of develop this exceptionalist thinking where you start to, to think that like you are the exception and there are no other exceptions, which is dangerous, which is another reason why that environment is toxic. And we got to get out. You got to get out that. You, you know, what's funny is the movie Get Out. I think if you really look at it it really has to do with like folks who are like trapped in that like that environment where they're the only black person and they don't realize like you ain't special fam like if you really look at it like they lost their soul they are just existing and you got to get out and there's a lot of people who are working in corporate they are they got these jobs and they don't realize that like that's not the play. We thought it was the play. I thought it was the play. Lamontre apparently thought it was the play. It's not the play. The play is building your own, doing your own thing, serving your own people. That's the real play. And so whatever you got to do to get out, get out because you don't deserve to show up at a place where they treat you like you're not worthy. you don't get show up. To, you don't deserve to show up to a place where they don't respect you, where they don't appreciate you, where they don't speak highly of you, where they don't call you the goat. I ain't never been called the goat on the job, man. I ain't called the goat all the time when I meet people. I ain't never been called. They ain't never said nothing real too glamorous about me because they don't want you to think too well of yourself. I was watching this podcast with Shannon Sharp, and he was talking about contract negotiations and how when these athletes go into these contract negotiations, they come in there and they start telling you all the things that you can't do and all the things that you aren't so they can bring your value down. So you'd be grateful that they gave you anything at all. And that's a lot of times what these jobs will do is they'll tell you and this is they didn't belittle me because I was bad. They belittle me because that's their strategy. Their strategy is to get labor for as cheap as they can get it and get the most value out of that labor. So they want somebody who's high quality, who doesn't know he's high quality so he can give him his high quality labor at a fraction. They want a country. They want a people who doesn't know their high quality to think they're not high quality. So they'll give them their resources at a fraction, their oil, their diamonds, their talent their, their grind, all that stuff, their, their, their music, their sports talent, give it to them at a fraction while they're making massive money on top. And that's why when you have these sports leagues, when you have these NCAAs, when you have these, anything that you can really name. And I think that is another thing that Kanye was really trying to bring light to is they're making the, they're getting the big piece of chicken and you're getting the scraps and celebrating the scraps.
1: Celebr- mm.
0: Celebrating the
3: breadcrumbs, you know. Yes, it's funny you say about like the, um, like the performance reviews. It's like all of a sudden they break out this list of these things that you didn't do well for the year, or things you're not good at. All of a sudden, it's like it's like, dude, it, it's it's December. all of a, all of a sudden, you got you, you have all these lists of things that. Was it doing right? Am um, not good
1: at? It. i I'll tell you this, man. Job means just overbroke. And, you know, I had great mentors. Once again, I told you I got two fathers in my life that just emphasized, you know, building. Right. Like, I didn't recognize my father, um, you know, fixing up homes was going to lead me to real estate. I hated working with him. I hated putting up, you know, gutters or, you know, uh, or, 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 or putting in HVAC systems. Now I appreciate it. Now I know what I look. No, I know what I'm looking at, right? And, and and so, in some way, somehow, the black community we were the ones who were doing a lot of the contracting work, and now we look at the young people. They don't even know. They don't even know what it is to to nail something, put down some foreign, even painting, right? So something so, somebody or something told us that we were no longer good at it and that we should stop doing that and instead of instead go get a they would say government job in our community, right? They think that's the best of the best, right? When really the best of the best was us having our own companies having our own uh movie theaters right um having our own tailoring companies right so we could tailor suits
0: that's my point of view on it yep it's funny because um i used to be really big on that i kind of fell off that wagon for some reason i think because i came to that revelation and i was just like all right i understand that but i remember when i was at the uh the event with uh chris senegal tim jackson and another brother who worked at chase and they asked the question of like how do we get so far behind and the very first thing chris senegal said was integration He's like integration is what did it and i was like damn i've been saying that for a while so much so i used to tweet that on the internet all the time and i got some pushback but i just kind of stopped talking about it because i've already kind of i already know and i was just waiting for everybody else to figure it out but it's so true like i i have this thing called hype fury and it allows me to see like my fire tweets and i remember i tweeted one and it said something about like integration was to steal your businesses and your customer base it wasn't to actually make your life better (laughs) and i didn't tweet it because i didn't want to go on my instagram but it probably would have popped if it was on instagram but it's so true like when you start to look at it like there's still a lot of segregation but it's like convenient segregation it's like segregation where you can't live here but you can still work these basic jobs. You can still come and shop at our stores, but the stuff that we really wanna keep segregated and separate, that's still separate. Our school's still separate. Our community's still separate. Our politics still separate. Our church is still separate. We just don't talk about it. What's interesting is um, when I was taking con law, I started seeing all the different things that people would go through to kind of still keep integration intact in certain, certain forms. And so you'd see all these like housing covenants. You'd you'd read all these laws about like certain things that they would do like you'd never think of. And so it makes you wonder. It doesn't mean you wonder, but it's like it didn't disappear. It just got real, real quiet. And so that's when you see people like Kanye and Kyrie saying things. What you got to realize is there's groups of people out there who have very negative opinions of black people, but they don't say them out loud. So you can have whatever opinion you want. You just can't put it on a podcast. You can't put it on the Internet. You can't do that kind of stuff. If it's that strong, and if you have that big of an influence, you can still have that opinion. You just got to share it a little bit more intelligently and get that information to people a little bit more intelligently, Kyrie. So maybe if you wanted people to watch the movie, don't put it on your Twitter. Find another way to get it to them that's not your Twitter so that you become attacked. That's why they don't do it. They still have the opinions. They still have the views, but they don't want to get attacked and get canceled and get ruined. And so I'm not saying that this is the way it should be. I'm just saying that like, that's how they do it. And Kanye's not the only person that has an opinion about somebody. Kyrie's not the only person that has an opinion about somebody. They have the same opinions. They're probably worse. And they're probably way more detrimental.
1: And and I'll say this, man. um, Try your best to learn from other cultures, too. You know? Um, I'll say, and I was in college, man. the, the, The one thing that was frustrating within my community was like, man, why my community ain't where they need to be? And so I actually minored in Asian American studies and went over to study abroad in Japan so I could understand okay oh this is what they do uh so 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 they can you know make money in their community this is what they're doing and and, and so you know just just recognize like you know sometimes the answers because we're so far behind may not live within our community we might need to study other communities
0: Yep. And, and
1: I think it's also we got to find those people within those other communities and say, okay, uh, we we know the government ain't going to give y'all reparations, but we're going to look out look out for you on this deal right here and bring you in. And uh, this is uh, our way of repairing the black community, you know, and, and, and with no strings attached type of stuff, right? like I, I respect that, and i and um, you know, I had some people that that came about it like that um you just gotta learn from other community sometimes
0: mm-hmm. i I would say that that was really one of the pieces of insight for me is working in banking and being able to see people's bank accounts, Gosh. so you're looking at the bank accounts of other people in different communities, and so I started to see how Asians moved, I used to see how Hispanics moved, I used to see how. Um, white folks moved and it'll be so crazy. You would see that little Hispanic dude who don't look like he got much going on, come in there and be loaded. 100K CD, 100K savings account that we're looking to put into the stocks or in, uh, put into some investments so we can make more money on it. And getting that insight really gives you that revelation and then when you come and try to bring it to your people sometimes they give you some pushback but it's important to definitely look at What's working well for other people? Again, we're studying rich people. So we're studying rich cultures. We're studying rich communities. And then we got to take that information and apply it to our lives. And when, you,
1: and when you start to get to a certain level, bankers, police officers, politicians, they start to respect you now. They start to know the mayor. He he knows me. We've been in board meetings together. We, we sat on... Non-profit boys together, right? He he knows me, Lamontre Randall, but he also know me as Boosie, right? My nickname, community nickname, you know. And so, when when you get to a a a a a certain level, um, those connections really start start to happen, and um, you really start to see just different things from different perspectives, and different lights.
0: Yeah, man. This is a classic episode, man. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I got some clips, I got to pull.
3: Charles, you said I would rather be an imaginary billionaire than a lifetime government employee. And that was, just, that, just, that
0: was just a jab at that dude who was talking crazy to me. That's all. But That's My all question was. is
3: this you kind of touched on it like last episode, but how did the imaginary billionaire thing come up?
0: So I, I tweeted. So the, there's this dude on Twitter. I don't even know his name but he's very snooty. And he always has some like snooty comment to make and I hate it. So he made one snooty comment and I responded and his response was, he was like, oh, blah, blah, blah. He's like the difference between you and me is my name is, what did he say something about like, my name is how I really am. And your name is some imaginary fiction. And so I responded and I told him that my name was Ty Millie before the Millie, and I got the Millie, and I changed it to Billy. So I was like, "It is what it is." But then I decided to own it and call myself the Imaginary Billionaire because I feel like sometimes you gotta own the things that people kind of like try to call you. So it's like Jay uh, Cole says, like if they don't know your dreams, they can't shoot them down, or something along the lines of like if you accept your flaws, people can't use them against you. Yeah. So it's like if I make light of my own thing you can't use it to make fun of me. So, and also I kind of think it's kind of dope to be an imaginary billionaire because I got to keep pushing towards mind I put, I count myself Todd Billy, not cause I'm a billionaire, but because I want to always remind myself to work that way. And what's interesting is I say it all the time is what you call yourself. People start calling you. And so people call me Billy. Now people call me Todd Billy. Now and Henry was on there. He's like, yeah, Charles Todd Billy. Well, he goes by Todd Billy now. So it's like, you know, I want I rather live in my imagination than a effed up reality. I rather live where I'm going than just sit there and dwell. And so many people just sit there and dwell, and they're like, oh, well, it's not gonna ever happen to me. It's impossible. And they just give up. And every day I wake up and I at least try to get to the B. I'm gonna have billion dollar conversations. I'm gonna think of billion dollar ideas. I'm going to and so much so like now I have a notepad. It's like, all right, what's my billion dollar idea? I have all these different these ideas that I have that I can create that I see voids in the market that I can actually do something and solve a massive problem. And so when you start looking at billions, you got to solve a lot of problem for a lot of people. If you want to make millions, you got to solve a problem for a few people. If you want to make billions, you got to solve a problem for the world. And so now I'm looking at what is a gap in the world that I can solve and create a solution for? And that's what happens when you step into your imagination.
1: And I that's th- how Todd Capital International came about.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, you, you can't let these people, I, for the longest time, I let people determine if I was hot. I let their opinion determine if I was like that dude. And then I decided I'm not doing that anymore. I decided that I'm that dude. And you can agree or disagree. But a lot of times what happens is the people who are disagreeing are the people who are in competition with you or the people who are comparing themselves to you. And so I can't allow the opinion of somebody who is constantly measuring themselves against me to determine how I feel a bit about me. I got to determine that.
1: I'm so happy you said that, bro. Um, I had to deal with that man and um, get into the comfort zone of being a great black man and sitting in that comfortability. Um, When I was 23 years old, I'm 29 now. um, I was selected to be the first chair it's the first time this ever happened to of the uh Baltimore Police Youth Advisory Board and uh within that we were charged in pretty much holding the police accountable when it came to anyone 28 and under and uh we I was working on an initiative um where we was gonna go grassroots, um, and uh, it's called Millennials on the Ground, and we were going to uh do ride-alongs with police, grade police, grade the police officers on how they engage youth, and come up with uh better strategies on how they could better serve the community. Um, this came out of uh, because Obama pol- police were under a consent decree under Obama administration, where pretty much it was like um sort of like a lawsuit, I would say, where the police get monitored. Um, I was on the Steve Harvey show. It gave me a lot of publicity. I was on the Steve Harvey show and everything. Um, and it was just a couple of dudes, right, that weren't doing nothing, right, with their lives, but always had some commentary. Always like, oh yeah, you working with the feds, Oh, this and that. It's like, yo, no, I'm working to uplift my community. Do you know my story? <laughs> like, it it, 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 I'm, I'm, I almost got killed by the police. That's why I'm, I'm, I'm taking this so seriously. We, we got to make sure we raise the people that wear those uniform and badges that had those power. We got raise their intellectual capabilities so they don't think that um, every black person that they see is just out to do do something, you know, uh, some sort of crime. And uh it, it, it takes certain leaders to to sit within that, to take those certain punches and to still be able to walk the streets and I'm still able to walk the streets every day. Every day, every day uh I, I'm getting shown love. And I I will tell you, man, um at the age of twenty-three, I allowed folks who I never saw personally, who probably always in the house to distract me from executing on goals that should have been done. And so I, I'll tell you that, man, that's one of my biggest things. Um, I, I'll, I'll say my biggest, one of my biggest regrets was really not pushing the needle on that further. Mm. Now also the police department could have, you know, worked with me a little bit better with, with helping the, to, to execute it. Um, but I, I will say on my end, I'll take responsibility and I'll tell this to the, to my community whenever. Like I, I at 23, I wish I had enough wisdom and know-how to get through that sort of emotional toughness that it took.
0: I would say that a lot of it kind of comes with age because you start yeah. to see how the people's lives pan out who tried to speak out against you. <laughs> And so it's like, (laughs) but I also think that if you're doing anything, it's like Malcolm X said if you don't want to be criticized, just be nothing, say nothing, and do nothing. And so if you're doing something, anything, you're going to have half a group of people who hate your guts and half a group of people that love you to death. And so. Just because you have people that are saying crazy things doesn't mean you're not doing something dope. It just means they don't get it yet. Or if they do get it, maybe they're hateful, they're jealous, they wish they could be doing what you're doing. And so you getting hate isn't an indicator to stop. It's not an indicator to say like, oh, maybe this isn't right. Just because somebody's saying something negative about you, it's going to happen. The negativity is going to come. And a lot of people don't start anything. They don't do anything because they're afraid of the hate. Embrace the hate. Because what's interesting is with the Kanye situation and a lot of social media is filtered and algorithmed out, but, it's not what, but, but what's not filtered and algorithmed out is the comments. And so if you go on tic, tweet, or, Twitter, you're going to see a lot of people saying crazy stuff about Kanye. But if you go on Kanye's post and read the comments, it's nothing but love. So how is it somebody who's getting so much hate also getting so much love? I think that's very interesting. So it's not your responsibility to please all people. It's your responsibility to please yourself. But in pleasing yourself, remember you're gonna get two sides of the coin, hate and love. And yeah. the hate's not an indication that you're doing something wrong.
1: They probably ha- I, I know people was definitely saying, um, and I wish I had I, I had a chance to um meet with Dr. Claude Anderson when he came talk. In Baltimore, but I knew a lot of people probably was like, "What is this guy talking about?" But now we understand, and even when it came to that Dame Dash interview, right on Breakfast Club, which hmm. is still a classic, I remember I was like, everybody was like, "Man, this dude don't know what he's talking about." Man, shut up! And, and I was like, "Wait a minute, this guy's making a lot of sense. Why is everybody, why is everybody saying that?" And you're right. Only time time a lot of times really dictate oh okay that person is right uh i I think it's important for us really and i I don't know why we don't do this enough but we really need to um listen work on listening to our elders who are doing it right had the right morals and and values in place that already went the wrong way and trying to tell us the right way to go about it because right now we we we're, we're, we're so far behind. We got a learning curve. We can't be making the same mistakes. Yeah. We 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 gotta we gotta take the lessons from the big homies.
0: Yeah. It becomes an echo chamber. A lot of people online are just listening to their peers, and so you have girls talking to girls, getting advice from girls. Where the women at? <laughs> Where the women at? Where your mom? Where your grandma? Somebody who can give you some sense. You over here thinking you know better, and A lot of the reasons why I've been able to accomplish certain things is because I just listen to adults. I never listen to my Mm. peers. I only listen to people that are ahead of me and have lived that life and are living a life that I deem admirable. So there's people out there who they are older than me, but they don't have what I want. I don't care about your opinion. But the people who are older than me and have the marriage I want, have the kids I want, have the house I want have the the health that I want. That's what I'm tapping into. I'm not just tapping into you just cuz you're older, but it's a qualified older person. Again, we're looking at the results, not just the person with an opinion and a voice. Everybody got an opinion and a voice. There's people that I know that are living off of people but are telling that person how to how to do things. Like how does that even work? <laughs> I'm not going into the details, but like I know people who literally could not live if not for getting help from somebody and they don't want to hear nothing that person has to say. So yeah, Raphael, let's get a few more tweets and let's get out of here. I gotta be out here at 8:30. We got seven minutes. Man, we're
3: wrapping it up right now. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at tweet talk pod. That's P-O-D. Follow myself, Raphael on Twitter at work money life. Follow Charles on Twitter at Rail Todd Billion because there's only one. Follow our guy LaMontre Randall, about time you linked up, man. On Twitter at Lamontre21. Yeah. That's LeMontre, LaMontre L A M O N T R E two One. I'm sure to um follow Kioba Business Ventures online. Tell them where really you can find most information, Lamontre. Yeah,
1: and you can find me on Instagram, Entrepreneur, E-N-T-R-E-Y-P-R-E-N-O-I-R, Entrepreneur. My my nickname is Trey, so I try to play with the entrepreneur word. Um, fi- follow me even if you're on Facebook, man, Lamontre Randall. I'm, I'm there, L-A-M-O-N-T-R-E, last name Randall. Um, follow Kioba on all platforms at Kioba, K-I-O-B-A ventures and um, we'll be there uh to help out in any way shape or form that we're able to um yeah and I, I want to uh dedicate um the show to uh if you don't mind uh to one of Baltimore fallen soldiers uh he was a rapper um, I tried to get him on the right path but you know I love Bro to death um but he's just one of the reasons why i go so hard his name is Darian. Baltimore i know him as big six big the number six X X. um he passed away due to gun violence but um i still uh just want everybody to know this is why we do it you know why we do what we do we we really want to make sure brothers put get the right products in their hands
0: so yeah before before we head out it's, it's interesting that you say that that could have been a topic in itself but it's interesting because and I've made this comment before that a lot of times we see like when the big name rappers get killed and we don't realize like this stuff goes on every day mm-hmm. and so it's actually a serious issue and a serious problem that needs to be addressed um
1: every local rapper in Baltimore is like every time I turn around is getting killed. It's, it's like it's one of the it's it's definitely one of the most dangerous hobbies it's like once they see somebody starting to shine it, 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 it's like yeah it's like the block you can't stay on that block When really I'm looking at all these different areas in our nation everybody got more than one rapper why in Baltimore do we think only one rapper need to be hot we need all our brothers to live we need all of us to come and work together and so we could. Become this national brand, but we can't do that if whenever somebody starts to get over twenty thousand views in each video, get killed. We we we're killing them at they they haven't even hit that prom, and so um I'm I'm begging, uh the community, uh to please uh if you got anybody that's looking for work opportunity especially in construction, um and they're located in Baltimore, I could hook them up with some uh with some work. Town, hit me up. I'll get him in a job training program, get them on the right path. So
0: Lamontre's a good dude, man. Like appreciate that, bro. A lot of a lot of like stuff he said is just like super solid. Um, so it was a great episode, great conversation, great linking up again. Um, he hit us with the text and we was immediately on it. Yeah, y'all, y'all were. So. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Appreciate y'all, okay, man. And um Raphael, man, a, Rafael, man this ain't the last time I talked to you, man. Um, I yeah. wanna, I need to go to a, a a conference. I'm I'm trying to figure out what, what's the next conference I need to go to. Um mm-hmm. please let me know the next conference you go to, man. We could link up, you know, and and, and break bread. And, yeah. and and Charles, you know, I did all this business with Charles. I never met him in person yet. And so right. I need to make that happen. I need to make that happen. So. Then, let's do
3: it then we should we should have talked sooner man it's been too long like
1: yeah
0: Agreed. i think we should I, we should have connected, we, connected. We, so. we plan to do it just never taking action on doing it because I don't think this is the first time he's reached out about this or made mention of it I think he said like i gotta be on the show and we just never like knocked it in so that's why i'd be trying to do stuff because it's like man let's get it let's get it done you got one last tweet because i like to record that part
3: yeah i got one last tweet but it's like <laughs> It's so funny though, he said, Tell me when's the next conference. Like, I met Charles for the first time last year at Erica Williams' thing in DC. That's like right up your alley. Like,
1: that's-, yeah, that's crazy. So many people have made money with Charles and never met Charles. That's the power of the, the, the social network, you know? You could you could easily like it's hard for me sometimes to get like minded people around my age, you know, to to, to to think about certain stuff like this. But with social media, I could easily connect and network and, and build. And I, I trusted this dude with my money and I never <laughs> met him because I know well, from from experience of, 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 of who's a stand up dude who's really about execution, who's not. And you only learn that, like my brother said, through time.
0: I would say what's interesting about that is the only like is weird, but I had a hard time finding people who got it, too. Like to this day, I have conversations with family members. They still don't get it. Like the only Mm. reason I was able to find people that could get it is because of the Internet, like friends, family. It doesn't make sense to them. Like I don't really know too many people in my close family that really get it. I got like an uncle. He gets it. But other than that, he's a millionaire. Like, other than that, (laughs) I don't know too many. So it's like I had to go to the Internet, and I really didn't go to the Internet for that. I was just kind of sharing my truth and just trying to find people to talk to, really. And my family,
1: my family call me, they they joke, but it's some serious in it. They call me Tommy all the time. Like, Tommy ain't got no job. (laughs)
0: <laughs> man, I got to read that book You uh, you told me to buy About those Baltimore businessmen I got to read those books, man Yeah,
1: yeah, man uh, First of all, shout out to the legend Baltimore legend, Reginald F. Lewis it, And um, his book is um, Why Should White Guys Have All the Fun And it's a boss book He's smoking a cigar Hopefully it's a Padron Because I love padrones. And, 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 and you know what I'm saying Just, just a classic book um, made a billion dollar empire, um, was a lawyer, uh, got into Harvard just off the strength. Like, I think he was like the first ones getting into Harvard without even applying or some, something crazy like that. And then there's another book called They Call Me Little Willie. It's a black book. Little uh, Willie Adams, he was a numbers runner in Baltimore, um, but he also was. Um, the guy that helped push for a lot of blacks to get elected in baltimore and also for a lot of uh, uh uh businesses uh to to get to where they need to be including henry parks which is park sausages which i believe was one of the first black companies in baltimore to hit the stock market and he has a I book need to too. double check that but
0: yeah yeah the park sausage guy has a book too i have that book this book
1: is called Businessman
0: First.
3: Yep. Yeah, so we're gonna leave you guys with one last tweet. Key to well, folks. Like Charles said, the things you create over the, the hours you work for people who create things